Hello, and welcome to the Jack Halford Podcast. This is episode 31. Here we go! I wrote this down the other day. I journal all the time. The other morning, it was very cold, and I was just out the front door with a coffee in my hand getting in the car when I tripped on the curb. A splash of molten hot coffee collided with my upper lip. I immediately said, beautiful, and got in my car. I said to myself, God, but I'm not sure I believe in. Keep testing me, man. Give me more suffering. You can't stop me. I think at this point in my life, I'm so into the philosophy of stoicism that when pain happens, instead of shouting ouch, I say, please, sir, can I have another? Like a masochist, but less sexually gratifying, more so just running into discomfort until I break what is trying to break me into a million little pieces. This attitude helps me to run further, to lift heavier weights and to embrace new relationships, even though I've suffered heartbreak. (laughs) We mustn't let the past dictate to us what we are capable of. I used to smoke cigarettes and drink coffee in the morning. What a way to start the day. What a way to start the day. The secret ingredients to a day full of worry, stress and anxiety. But we fool ourselves into thinking these habits are what helps us with these problems we face, instead of actually facing up to our reality. We medicate ourselves to stay numb. I want ups and downs, steady ups and downs, not a volatile rattle, but a healthy heartbeat. Yeah. Let's break that down, you know. I was was heading to the gym or something, or to here, and I was out my door with a, like a reusable coffee cup, and it literally did fucking go all over me. And I was just like, great, great, you know, give me more. I'm like that when I'm on a run as well. Sometimes my leg will start hurting, I'll get cramps or something, and then I'm like, yes, who gives a toss? Just fucking keep going. Give me more pain, I'm like, give me more pain. Yeah, it's like running an extra five miles just to fucking, like, yeah. I know I'm capable of it, so I'm just gonna fucking do it. And then I do it, and I'm like, yeah. You know, bit crazy, but this seems to work. To embrace the uncomfortable works. Like this morning, even I got—I didn't want to get up. I got up, went in the ice plunge. Got—I was in there for a minute. I was like, "Got to get out! Got to get out!" No, stay in. One more minute, two minutes. Want to get out? Want to get out? Three minutes. Then I got out. I do three minutes when it's that cold. But bloody wanted to get out. I had to stop myself. And you feel better afterwards, it's great. A lot of things that are really good for you, you don't want to do. But then you do them and you feel better afterwards. And... (coughs) (coughs) So you just fucking do stuff. I'm not drinking this year, I've decided. No, No more drinking alcohol because I don't even enjoy it anymore. And it costs so much money, it's just stupid. So instead, like I went to the pub with my friends the other day and I was in London. I bumped into my friends really randomly. I was at this exhibition at Marlborough Gallery in London to look at these paintings I really wanted to see by Leora Chiproot. And the artist was actually kind enough to make sure I got a catalogue. I've never met her before. I wanted to meet her to, uh, to talk about painting. But anyway, I saw my friend Charlie, who's also a really good painter. And I was like, Charlie? Surely, 
So weird, what a coincidence. In London, a place where neither of us live, go to an exhibition randomly. I didn't tell anyone I was going to see that exhibition and then she was there. I was like, whoa. And then we like, you know, went to Tate Britain with her and her mate. I look at the Sarah Lucas exhibition. It was really good. Coincidence. What a coincidence. But anyway, uh, the uncomfortable, I used to be really uncomfortable going to London. Sometimes I get panic attacks. Now, no, 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 I don't get them. I don't get them anymore. And when, when I get that like little bit of anxiety, that little bit of panic in the back of my head where I'm like, ooh, it's a bit busy, a bit busy here. I just take a few deep breaths. Now, in, in control of being in control of your breathing, <coughs> excuse me, really helps with um, anxiety and stuff and doing ice baths and doing a lot of cardiovascular exercise, yoga, weightlifting, it all helps with the breathing, get it under control and you're focusing on that one activity and it stops you from overthinking. So yeah, no alcohol, alcohol, it's just no good. It stops you from being able to recover from exercise as fast and it's literally poison. It does nothing for you apart from making you a bit like, oh, we could just be like that anyway, just choose to be like that. Just be nice. Just choose to to be a person that is okay with being in social situations. Just change who you are. Just write down stuff and expose yourself to situations you're uncomfortable in and then eventually be, it'll be normal. It'll be normal, bruh. Yeah. I'm making some works on paper at the minute because I want to enter some into an open call for works on paper that um, a friend of mine is doing in London and I'd like to show work there because it's a cool gallery so I thought you know might as well might as well make some works on paper because um, it's nice to do works on paper as well because you don't really you're not as precious about paper as you are with like a piece of linen that you've stretched and primed over the course of a few days whereas paper I'm, I'm like oh, cheap as anything even this oil paper I've got a massive roll of it for 100 quid and uh, linen is, is far more expensive and you have to buy the primer too. So I'm less precious about paper, uh, which is a very good thing when you're painting. It really is. Not to, ha not to worry about what you're doing and just doing it is, is the best. Because then you get into this flow state instead of being in the caring about what things look like state or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I did write some things down. Coincidences. Advice. Oh yeah. I was going to talk about how 
I think everyone who is an art student or if you've just graduated, start writing proposals for things you want to do. If you want to do some workshops, why don't you figure out what workshops you want to do? Come up with a proposal and then propose it to like local business owners, people that own pubs, venues that sell drinks, but they also run events. If they run events, the likelihood is other people are coming to them with ideas. A lot of, a lot of the time they don't host the, the events, though they host the events, but it's other people organizing the events. Events organizing is really lucrative business. It really is like you'll get you know it's like DJs with clubs I think you know it's like comedians often often they're the ones getting all the ticket sales and the majority of ticket sales and then the venue makes their money on the drinks or maybe they'll get a percentage of the ticket sales but honestly events is where it is I think events so if anyone's seeing this and they want to collab on anything let me know because I'm very interested and I've already got like two or three collabs I'm doing this month, next month with different people. I'm really into the idea because you just get stuff done faster and I'm all about creating an abundance of fucking money this year and I want to bring other people up with me and I want to be going up with other people because that's just cool, you know. Share the wealth show that it's possible to make fucking shitloads of money in the arts because it really is if you put in the effort just like anything you just have to believe in yourself and believe that there is an abundance of wealth out there because there's people driving ferraris and they've got money to spend and they'll give it to you for stuff and they have property and they're willing to let you use it if you can bring value to them as well you know and we all have value we all have it just figure out what it is and sell it bottle it up and put a price tag on it man do you know what I mean do you know what I mean I might even do some call outs this year so stay tuned because I'd like to create opportunities for other artists because it is difficult to get started so I'm thinking like networking events exhibitions I want to do this year, curate some, host them, so that we can meet each other and just, you know, make more friends in the, in the industry, especially in places that aren't in London. It's good to meet other people that are into doing the same type of thing in your area. And if you live in the UK, whatever area you're in, there will be something arts based you just have to you just have to find it yeah it's, it's quite difficult but if you can get in touch with like course leaders at local universities they'll often know things that are going on or just google events and find out who's running things and go to events and and then before you know it you know you're making you're making those connections what it's all about baby our connection connecting with other people networking is such a sterile clinical term but really it's just about making friends all it is it's making friends we talk about nepotism 
but really who wants to work with people they don't really know like I'd rather work with friends and family and I, sh I for sure want to earn lots of money so that when I have kids I can share that wealth with them and experience and stuff I don't want them to have a hard time I want them to figure shit out and go through adversity so they're not fucking little wuss wuss but um, I don't want them to have I don't want them to be in poverty basically it's not nice yeah fatherhood fatherhood Matthew Mahonahay's book Green Lights is really really good and I would highly recommend it it's really nice reading it the dude is like a philosopher he he's experienced a lot and he's led an interesting life a lot of people they see actors and they're just saying it's just a dumb actor but these people they've had so many experience like writers and artists they have to live life to figure out who they are to figure out who they want to play you know this it's weird like for writing a book for instance to ta to do you have to live your life and then you sort of get ideas through just living your life through getting weird jobs or traveling shadowing observing you know you've got to get out and do stuff if you want to be good at anything you've got to get out there and do stuff and introspect my brother's in Thailand at the minute he doesn't really have a plan of action he's just gone for a few weeks keep seeing videos of him on the back of a moped or you know, on a beach or he's in a pool and there's like an elephant next to him or something very cool I'd like to do some travelling I think this year I think it's important to explore the world to put yourself in different cultures and learn about them yeah learning about other cultures is important it's important to know that there's people out there that are different from you and that that's okay and it's actually really cool because if we're all the same then it'd be boring be a bunch of people wearing grey and talking about grey it's good to it's good to experience other ways of life I think other ways of life Like I did a lot of that when I was at uni, I really did see a lot of different types of people and experience 
different ways of living visited different like literally communes and like strange sex party places and I met a lot of different types of people from all over the world and talked to them about the way they are and their experience of this world through their eyes and through their perspectives and it's different it's weird it's good it's very good it's important if anything it just gives you a clearer idea of who you are meeting all these different people it sort of doubles it down on on who you are because sometimes you can you can go through like an identity crisis, especially these days with the internet. Everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Am I, should I be like this? Should I be like, no. No, I'm just this dude. I, just, I like being a dude. Uh, I like doing what I do. But sometimes you get confused and you need to figure that out by living differently for a bit. Copying other people. Rebelling. It's okay, it's good to do that. We're all gonna die, remember that. If you don't experiment and see how other people live, you're never gonna, you know, it's, it's good to do that. It's experiencing the world around you. It's fun. It's important to have fun. Enjoy the process of life. If you find yourself hating every day and not wanting to get up, then there's something wrong. Figure it out. And if you're doing anything that you shouldn't be doing, if you're drinking, if you're uh, using drugs to help, then there's definitely something bad going on. You need to get yourself off that and figure it out. Get in the gym. Message me. Go for a walk, you know. Life's too short to be numbing ourselves and not feeling things. It's okay to cry. I listened to this brilliant song called Wicked Games by Chris Isaac. When I was running, I had to stop running and I listened to it in the gym and almost broke down crying. I was like, this song is so good. It's like a love song, it's really good. We need that. Uh, I think that's what art is really. Art is really powerful. It can help us to feel things, which is why I paint. Because I want, I want these to be sort of. I, I always say catalysts to sort of start off the thought process or help people to contemplate what's going on in their fucking head. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are going through stuff all the time. Everyone goes through things. And it's hard to deal with it. A lot of us drown it, drown ourselves in instant sort of pleasurable things. But you got to—it's important to feel stuff, and a good way to do that is by um, listening to music or watching a film, a sad film, and being alone and uh, going on walks in wide open spaces, and, and then listening to this stuff. 
and it can be quite a mind-altering, state-altering experience to do these things by ourselves and it can really change your perspective of the world just like one day out by yourself going for a walk in the countryside or a hike by yourself in solitude to really just sort of get to grips with like where you are in the world like now you got to make time for yourself to to be all right and to feel stuff so that you can function in this world it is pretty crazy, I think. Uh, which is something you have to respect other people's space. So in relationships, especially new ones, something where I went wrong in them in the past has not been respecting other people's time. And it's something I really do understand now. And I try and make sure that I'm not encroaching on someone's like rest time so like if you're just hanging out at the house or something and you can tell sometimes people you can tell like the way they look like they might be looking a bit stressed out don't outstay your welcome like make sure you get out of there and tell them why like, be honest man i don't want to encroach on your like free time that time where you're like trying to process what's gone on in the week so that you can get on with your life in the next week and you're getting better and not getting worse because you're being able to figure stuff out yeah yeah it's a good reason to go to therapy as well i suppose they can't they can help but really they're just helping you to think think of things and you can think of those things if you get some alone time it's good to talk through through things with a professional but i, I think this I think that it's even more important to try and figure stuff out by yourself sometimes. It's good. Other people can help, but yeah. It's almost like they're supposed to give you permission to like feel a way, because you might feel like it's not okay to feel a certain way, but of course it is. Um, I suppose we all just get self-conscious, but it's, bollocks just feel what you're feeling feel it better feel it not be numb as a painter I feel quite deeply I'm quite a sensitive person I um, use that to make make stuff I channel it I channel it through my hand with brush make these pictures man I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hippie I'm a hippie a little bit I was talking the other day I was budgeting I'm sort I'm budgeting well this year I'm sorting out my finances and becoming financially free and part of this I was thinking the other day I was thinking um, how we don't need stuff how we don't need a lot of stuff but when, as I was saying that I did also I wrote something I was like you know it's okay to have stuff though some stuff does bring us joy but I was more thinking about the stuff we buy in order to try and impress other people or try and 
alter how other people feel about us and we're not really being ourselves when we're buying into certain things. Like I think we buy into certain things because brands use psychological warfare to sell things and I've talked and I think about that a lot when I'm talking about my art and trying to sell things. I'm sort of selling an idea and that's guess what that's what this whole podcast is. It's like, oh this is a man and he paints and he talks about stuff and that's a whole brand identity almost and I'm hyper aware of that. It's weird. Because everything's just recorded. Uh, so yeah, consumerism is a fucking trap. So only buy stuff if you really, really think it's gonna bring something good into your life. If not, you probably don't need it. Like it's a bunch of stuff we buy, and, and they're gone so fast. Like a takeaway coffee, it, nice, but we spend so much money on it. Like. A lot of people spend a thousand pounds a year on takeaway coffee because they just get it every day. I was getting it every day. I was like, I'd rather spend this money on an experience that's long lasting and it's going to provide a lot of memories. So instead, now if I'm going to get a takeaway coffee, it's when I'm out with someone, it's a social thing. You're going into a cafe and staying in the cafe and you're having a conversation with someone and it's like a nice moment. But that like takeaway coffee thing, it's just stupid to me. It costs so much money, it creates so much waste in the world. I don't think it's a very good thing. It's like one of my outs for this year. Other things are similar, like just buying stuff because you've run out of it. Just like, you know, it stops you from being creative in the kitchen. So I'm really trying hard just to like shop once a, once a week and really think hard about what I'm buying and um, what I'm putting into my body and I'm not buying food when I come into town, when I come to the studio, I'm just having what I brought with me for lunch. And uh, it's gonna sort my finances out, but it's also gonna make me healthier. And I'm not gonna be, um, worrying about money because I brought a snack and it all adds up and it all compounds and snacks you don't really need them if you eat properly if you eat proper meals you don't need snacks it's good to train your body not to have all this extra shit I think you know well, why do we need all this there's this stuff we're sold. We're like have a have a chocolate bar, have a coffee with the logo on. Oh, it's done in a certain way, the latte art. And it's gone in a second. You know, don't feel guilty about having it. But think about it. Think about what you're doing. You can just go for a walk. You don't have to buy something when you go on a walk. You just go on a walk. It's free. It's free to go on a walk. We're being sold something all the time. When we're looking at our phones, we're being sold something all the time. It, it winds me up. I don't want to be sold something. It's not really going to change how I feel. It might make me a bit more jittery. But really, it's just like you're just going to have less 
to spend on what really matters, which is shelter and food and experiences. Making cool stuff that help people to deal with their emotions. Actual nice experiences like going out to eat um, with friends and socializing. So, you know, the odd thing is okay, I suppose. But it's, you know, it's all about the individual and how much they have. But even if you had a million pounds, it would be good to just think about how you spend and where it's going. And, you know, is that a good use of my time kind of thing? Or, you know, probably not. I mean, the conversations you have, maybe they're good, but oftentimes it's just like a little bit of small talk, so. I don't know. Small talk. Don't know if I'm a fan or not. I like big talk, deep talk. Deep talk. Deep talk. I like people that I can have deep conversations with. And sometimes I have deep conversations with the people that you wouldn't think you'd have a deep conversation with. Some like, you know, because you have preconceptions of people because we're sold this idea that certain types of people aren't this or aren't that, but really everyone's human and we all have these thoughts and we will have like our own philosophy and the way we see the world. So don't judge it by its cover. All right. Big burly men are sensitive and think about the world in interesting ways too. You know, there's a lot of people that believe in God and they're poetic about it and it's pretty cool uh, yeah everyone thinks and has consciousness and has a different way of seeing the world and that's cool that's cool man Gorilla is pretty cool. Yeah. I might end that there. Alright, end this. Alright. Don't know what else I'm going to talk about, to be honest. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Uh -huh.